Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pepe's Parlay. I am your host, Joe Pepe Manuelli, and uh, man, week two is already upon us. Can you believe it? What a great first week we had. Hopefully you were you had an opportunity to, to participate. I'm going to do a little review of the picks, uh, but we hit two out of four parlays, which was absolutely amazing. Um, if you hit one out of four, uh, we make money. Hitting two out of four, we had a little extra something, something to take the misses out to dinner this week. So uh, let's, uh, before I get started, I want to uh, do a quick little shout out to uh, our new sponsor for this week, the uh, launch deck by uh, Performance Golf, promoted by Hank Haney, who's a host here on No Filter. Um, get like if you're like me, I, I, I go out on the weekends. I'm a weekend warrior. Um, if I break 90, I'm a super happy guy. So I am the definition of a golfer who basically plays bogey golf. And uh, the difference between breaking 90 and break, not breaking 90 is is my slice. If I can get my slice under control, uh, I can keep the ball in play. Uh, anyway, this is a fabulous tool for you to work on your on your slice. Uh, check it out at uh, performancegolf.com. Uh, so let's get started uh, right off the start. Hey, Duncan Dad, a fellow golfer out here. Uh, what we're going to do to start off, I'm going to go through last week. And, you know, when we do well, we're going to toot our horns. We're going to brag. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, but the most important thing to do when you're talking about, um, you know, doing this stuff is to stay humble. Uh, I just did absolutely everything right last weekend. Uh, I played in the league with a bunch of buddies of mine. I got 12 out of uh, 16 picks uh, right against the spread. I was on the Tony Bruno weekly fantasy football uh, competition on DraftKings. Single person get paid out. Winner takes all. Pepe hit it out of the park. I stacked my Miami Dolphins quarterback to a with uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, so, and then I had a little Brandon Ayuk action on top of that with the Niners, which we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, so I won that. Uh, it was just like, I couldn't do anything wrong. So, uh, but you got to stay humble. You're not just going to keep doing this every week. Uh, but let's go through a review of week one and what a dramatic, fabulous week one it was. So I'm going to start off by putting this up on uh on the show here here we go we have it up here so we'll start off with um monday night football we had uh the bills two and a half point favorites against the jets um it was on 9 11 i missed that i, I can miss the 9 11 angle like the new york charger fans the, so the new york jet fans were absolutely charged was what i'm trying to say um and then uh, we we basically you know figured it was going to be a defensive battle we were right about that did not call Aaron Rodgers basically being thrown out of the game after his fourth snap uh, with a torn Achilles heel. He may be out for the rest of the season. Uh, I did predict, however, that Aaron Rodgers would be the first quarterback in the AFC East to be injured because his offensive line sucks. So we had the Bills uh, to cover and we had the under, but uh, what we actually... Oh, I'm going to go back here. Hang on a second. Here we go. I, I'm, I'm going backwards here. So uh, we had the... My, my charts are all messed up. So 
last Thursday night football, I jumped straight to, to, uh, to Monday night football. We'll talk about Monday night football in a sec. Uh, Thursday night football, we had the, it was the Lions and the Chiefs, of course. The Lions and Chiefs, four and a half points. Lions probably had one of the best finishes of the year last year. Um, OU was 53, which is really, really high. Thursday night games tend to be under. Uh, so what we actually ended up doing, and I apologize, guys, for the false start, uh, the play was teasing Kansas City down to one and a half, plus one and a half. Uh, we thought, we, and I, I said that KC was going to win. There was no way KC was going to lose. Uh, it turns out that I was wrong uh, about that. However, by teasing it, the Lions won by one. And the under hit, we had two units up. So our very first bet of the weekend ended up hitting with a little bit of luck. Uh, so first of all, Hats off to the Lions for that great victory. Uh, it looked like they were going to blow it again towards the end, but they held on. Um, and it turns out that Kansas City, very rusty, a um, little bit of a you know controversy about three exhibition games being played. Nobody wants to play their starters. Uh, Kelsey did not play. What a difference that made. Uh, Tony had probably the worst game of his football career. Um Honestly, Kansas City should have won this game. There were so many drop passes, but you saw a lot of that week one rust in that first week and then showed up on Thursday Night Football. Fortunately, by teasing this thing down, uh, we were able to win our first bet and we were up $200. Let's go to the Sunday bets. So Sunday, we had Atlanta minus three and a half. I was very bullish on um, Ritter, uh, Kyle Pitts, the Falcons' young offense, um, and it turned out that we were right. Atlanta covered easily against the Panthers. So that was a victory in the first leg of our parlay. Um, Ravens minus nine and a half. This was way closer than it needed to be in the first half. Um, and, you know, if you watch a lot of football like I do, um, the play would have been here to back up the truck in the second half on the Ravens. Uh, I did not do it just because the team looked rusty. They were dropping balls left, right, and center. Uh, Dobbins got hurt. Another torn Achilles. He's gone for the season. However, the Ravens covered easily. I think they won by 16 points at the end. So we hit that second bet. And then the back up the truck. Don't tell your wife how much you're betting. Mortgage the house bet of the week was the San Francisco 49ers at minus two and a half. I had the Niners in so many different plays, but in the parlay, which is the important thing, is that we hit the parlay. If you had a $100 bet on this parlay, you were up 600 bucks. Now, let me play this back to you. We start off Sunday. We win 200 bucks. Now we're playing with house money. We placed two other bets. I bet the first $100 on the first parlay, uh, which was Atlanta, the Ravens, and the Niners. But then I put... A considerable amount of my net worth on the Niners. That was like the no-brainer bet of the week. And unfortunately, there isn't a no-brainer. The line is way off bet of the week. I don't know why Like the, the there was so much money pouring into Pittsburgh. The Steelers' line was actually moving in their direction. We bet it at two and a half. This thing got down to Niners minus one, which is unbelievable. Effectively, when you factor in home um, home field advantage. The Steelers were favorite over the Niners with Debo Samuel, with Ayuk, with Christian McCaffrey, with George Kittle, and Brock Purdy, my friends. He's the real deal. Brock Purdy has yet to lose a game in the NFL that he started. 
Think about that. Anyway, that was our back up the truck bet of the week. Uh, and now we're sitting pretty. The first two bets, I'm feeling good. We're up 800 bucks. We go to the next parlay. And, and on this one, I messed up a little bit. This is, I had this the, as my afternoon bet. And uh, unbeknownst to me, um, you know, the, the Washington-Arizona game was actually not a late game. I thought it was an afternoon game, but it was actually a, um, an early afternoon game, not a, a late game. So Washington did not cover. We put the bet in anyway. Um, however, going into the afternoon, we're up 800 bucks. We're feeling flush. Um, I, I have to say, Washington in the very last play of the game, there's a lot of hoopla going around. Arizona's trying to get something. They got the ball, you know, in their own 15-yard line or something. They fumble the ball. It goes bouncing around. Washington almost recovered it in the end zone, which would have been an amazing, amazing outcome for us. We would have hit that our second parlay because our Miami Dolphins Chargers game. I mean, like, look, I there's a few bets I just nailed this week, and, and I'm really particularly proud of these two. Uh, first of all, I called the over in this game. I said that this was going to be the game that we'd see the most points. I said that this is going to be the game that's going to be most fun to watch. Um, and I have it here in writing. Uh, I said it was going to be a close, high-scoring game. Miami 36, Chargers 34. Uh, I also said last team with the ball wins, but Miami actually came up with a big stop with about a minute and a half left. Um, great, great road victory. Over 200 yards uh, receptions for, for Tyree Kill, for Cheetah. 466 passing yards for Tua. 466. So all the haters out there, Tua's just in back saying, 466, motherfuckers. Great, great victory for Miami. Great road victory against a really good Chargers team. Um, and then we had the Raiders on the money line. So because the Arizona game had already been played, I ended up doing something else. I money lined Miami, and I also money lined the Raiders. So I called this one. Again, like Jimmy G is one of these guys who just doesn't get any respect. So uh, we decided we'd money line them because I still want to see Russell Wilson do something. I want to see some kind of evidence that the guy can play the game. Uh, it, they didn't play as bad as they could have, honestly. Denver put, played okay. They are playing against the Vegas Raiders, though. Um, and the interesting thing is Devontae Adams didn't have a great game. Jacobs did not have a great game. Denver has a really good defense. But Jimmy G does what he needs to do to win. He just does enough. And that's all you can really ask for out of a guy. Uh, so we called it Raiders 1. They didn't just cover. We got a plus 130 there. Uh, but for us tracking at home, this was a loss. We lost this one. So let's move over to, so we got two out of three. You look, you look at our Sunday parlays, we were five out of six. And, and so, so close for being six out of six. That would have been absolutely insane if uh, Washington had recovered that fumble into the end zone. So right now, we're still feeling really good. We go into Monday night, which I started talking about. Sorry about the false start. Uh, and Bills minus two and a half against the Jets in New York on 9-11. Overs at 45 and a half. We decided to play the Bills in the under. We didn't feel the need to tease this game. Um, and look, the energy in that stadium was off the charts. Uh, the script, the narrative, you know, like if you believe in narratives, the NFL scripting stuff, what better script is there than the New York Jets winning at home with their brand new shiny quarterback, 39-year-old quarterback, 
Um, Aaron Rodgers coming into the stadium, holding the American flag. That's when I said, oh, fuck, I fucked up, man. I, I, I didn't factor in the America 9-11 Jets NYPD angle to this whole equation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down early, and I'm thinking, okay, we're good. Uh, but it ended up being a defensive battle. Uh, I got to tell you, the Buffalo Bills, two things that stood out to me. Number one, they could not establish any kind of running game against the Jets. That Jets defense is absolutely legit. The second thing was some of those passes that were being thrown into deep coverage, what the hell were they thinking? They gave up the ball a couple of times, Buffalo did. They absolutely should have won this game. Uh, And just terrible, terrible passes that Allen threw into deep coverage. These guys have amazing DBs, amazing safeties, and of course they were picked off both times. I think he was trying to attract some kind of pass interference action um, with Stefan Diggs, but it didn't play out. So uh, anyway, kudos to those of you who had the Jets. To all the Jet fans out there, celebrate this moment because it's just not going to get any better than that. It's going to be nothing but downhill from here, if you ask me. So let's let's take a little pause there and, and say, okay, so how did we do in week one? We're, again, good, bad, or ugly – we are going to show you how we did. Plus 200 for Thursday. Plus 500 having hit one parlay, losing one. And minus 100. And I'm not even counting that Miami Dolphins, Vegas Raiders parlay that I ended up playing because of the whole Washington thing. Uh, because I ended up doing better than that. But if you followed Pepe's advice, you were up 600 bucks on $100 for the $100 betters in week one. And again... A single unit could be 100 to you, it's 100 to me, it could be 1,000, it could be 10 bucks, whatever it happens to be. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, great week one, high five, but who gives a shit? What have you done for me lately, right? So let's go right into week number two. Let's go into Thursday night football. This is an interesting game. So the, the natural instinct here is you look back at the history, the Eagles and the Vikings. The, the Eagles have a great defense. The Vikings can't score against the Eagles. The Eagles are a much better team. The Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. I know we have a couple of Philly fans here in the audience tonight. Um, I'll tell you what worried me. They go off last week against the New England Patriots. They go off to a 16-0 lead and look like they were cruising, right? They actually got beat the last three quarters of that game. Mac Jones threw for over 300 yards. Mac Jones threw for 300 yards. Um, Now you're facing a team um, with Cousins, you know, put him wherever you want to put him, but he's got the best best wide receiver in the league. Uh, They've got a great little running back. They got rid of Dalvin Cook because they think that this uh, Madison kid can take over. Uh, there are people out there, including the Philly Godfather, who I follow. Uh, Philly Godfather has been talking about this game all week long, saying Minnesota on the money line. He's saying the Vikings are going to win outright tonight. So uh, I want to give him credit. That made me take a double look at this whole game. And I, I actually got to see uh, most of the game, the Eagles, the NFL replayed that Eagles-Patriots uh, game. And I got to tell you, man, like, the the uh, the New England Patriots were running the ball at will when they needed to and making those sharp those sharp passes. Um, they got a great touchdown from Derek from uh, Hunter Henry from their tight end. 
Um, this Eagles team is vulnerable. I'm going to put it out there, right? So do I think that the Vikings are going to beat the Eagles tonight? No. But again, what we're going to do, this is where you're going to, you're going to see us do this a lot on Thursdays. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. They're playing with, you know, on a very short schedule, three, four days rest. And, and it's not about resting your bodies. It's about prepping for the next opponent. Um, there's a big shift between the Vikings and the Patriots. And what I expect with the play for us today is to tease the Vikings to 12 and a half. That's what I got it at. Now, I got to tell you, this line started at eight, eight and a half. The money's moving towards Minnesota. I don't know if it's Philly Godfather who's moving this line, but they're definitely moving in that direction. And I really like the under 55 and a half. We're going to put two units on this as well. Um, the bet turned out to $220 to win 200 Again, a unit for you could be a buck, 10 bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever it happens to be. Um, and I feel good about this one. I actually feel good about this one. Um, and then just because it's Philly Godfather, uh, I put a little extra baby peanuts Vikings uh, money line bet out there, which pays plus 200. You don't have to do that. For our purposes, the play for this week, what we're tracking is two units teasing the Vikings at plus 12 and a half under 55 and a half and by the way i'm gonna have you guys hit that knock button and join me and tell me who you like uh trevor was on last week absolutely nailed the miami game he called for tyreek to to get two touchdowns which he did he called for a big game for big offensive play he loved the over as well join in give me your predictions and if you're right you know i'll give you the due credit uh, and of course, I'd love for you guys to argue with me as well. Uh, let's let's go into the early picks, and I double checked and triple checked. These are indeed three games that uh, are going to be played this Sunday, um, and I'm actually flying to Vegas Sunday morning, uh, so I'll be you know laying some bets, assuming the Caesars and MGM casinos are up and running again. Uh, but there's three games that I really really like. You know, common thread here. You know, there's two teams in here that really disappointed in, in, in week one that I think will bounce back. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are playing the Detroit Lions. Now, this one's an interesting one. I, I, I thought about this. The Lions are coming off a, a huge, huge win, huge upset against Kansas City. They played Thursday, though. They have the benefit of having a few more games to prep. Uh, they're playing a very different Seattle team. Seattle is getting some help back, though, from their uh, offensive line. Their running game wasn't great last week. I love Kenneth Walker. I love to see them establish a little bit of that run and then do that play-action fake. They've got great wide receivers. They have three incredible wide receivers. Uh, I expect Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks to bounce back. I didn't money line them because, you know, Detroit is just so freaking hot. Um, it, you know, would it shock me if Detroit wins by three? Not at all. I just think five points is way too much to give uh, on this game. So let's take the points with Seattle at plus five for the first leg of our Sunday parlay. Um, then we go to the second game, and you know, this is going to be my caveat: back up the truck, mortgage the house, don't tell the wife how much we're betting on this game. Bet of the week. Um, I think the Chiefs come back after a very disappointing loss to the Lions. Um, I mean, they had so many drop passes. They really should have won that game. Uh, I expect Tony to come back. I expect, honestly, Casey is such a well-coached team. I think Mahomes is going to go to Tony. Uh, I actually have him in one of my fantasy football uh, leagues, and I have him on the bench initially, and I'm thinking to myself, 
eh, I think I'm going to give him give him another shot. He's a really really good wide receiver who had a bad week, right? And they just weren't ready for week one. Uh, again, they also played on Thursday. Ten days to get ready for this game. The Jags, fun team. I don't know. Like, this could be the most fun game to watch. I expect a lot of points in this game going back and forth. However, Chiefs cover easily, uh, especially if Kelsey is in the lineup. Kelsey is like, a li- he's, he's on the fence right now. He's re- reduced in practice this week. If he's practicing tomorrow and he's playing, go ahead and bet that Chiefs line. Three and a half is, is a little bit high. But I think they cover easily. Uh, and then my last pick of the, of the week, this one's an interesting one because, again, talking about teams that disappointed, you got the Buffalo Bills who uh, are going home. They're playing against the Raiders who won. Um, and uh, against the Jets with their backup quarterback who came off the bench, uh, they end up losing. They couldn't get any offense going. They gave up the ball a lot. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think both teams are going to put a lot of points up on the board. Um, the offense from the Raiders is way more uh, of a threat than the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Raiders, I expect a big game. Again, if you're the Raiders and you're playing on the road against Buffalo, you want to run the ball. I personally think without Miller in the in, in the in the backfield on defense for for Buffalo, it's unbelievable to me how much they miss the guy. Uh, I expect the Raiders to be able to run the ball. I expect Jimmy G to just do enough to keep it close. Uh, I'm not money lining the Raiders against the the Bills in this game. The the Bills will absolutely win this one, but it's going to be closer than most people think. If the Bills go 0-2, I think people will slit their wrists in Buffalo, Uh, but I think they get it done. Again, 9.5 is too much. So our our first parlay of the week, our first three-team parlay, early bet, we're going to go with Seattle plus five to cover, Chiefs minus three and a half, and then uh, the Raiders plus nine and a half. Not, wouldn't be shocked if Seattle wins outright. Wouldn't be, you know, I might sprinkle a little money line Seattle in here to get the juice up. But if you play it this way, a uh, $100 bet will pay 600 So nothing to sneeze at. If you money line Seattle in this parlay, it gets closer to $850, $900, depending on where the line happens to be. All right, then we go to the second uh, or the second parlay that we, we're going to play on Sunday. Um, this one gets fun. We have the LA Rams surprising winners in week one. Um, and then we have the San Francisco 49ers, who, in my opinion, is the class of the NFC. I think they're better than Dallas. I think they're better than the Eagles, with the caveat that they stay healthy, of course. Um, we have the San Francisco and the 49ers playing in L.A., um, so they're on the road. However, this team looks so freaking good in Pittsburgh. They look so freaking good. Uh, and there's no Cooper Cup, right, with, with L.A. He's still not there. He's probably going to miss the first three, four weeks. Um, so without Cooper Cup and everyone's talking about a bunch of kids and Tyler Higby on the tight end and, uh, you know, there's a, a slot receiver that everyone's, you know, drooling over in fantasy against the Niners. Forget it. It's not going to happen. There's going to be so much pressure being put on the Rams quarterback. Uh, you've got uh, Debo, Ayuk, um, CMC. Everybody's freaking healthy. Kittle is healthy. I love the Niners to cover. 
And this one is one of these games where I'll probably play the Niners in the first half to go out to a big lead. Uh, but love, love, love the Niners at minus eight. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, minus eight on the road. They really are that good. Speaking of being that good, to all those poor New York Giants fans, you found out how good the Dallas Cowboys are. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine this week, and they were saying, hey, were the Giants that bad, or are the Cowboys that good? And it turns out the answer to the question is maybe it's a little bit of both, right? So uh, the Dallas Cowboys went into the Meadowlands, went into New York, and absolutely trounced their division rival New York Giants. And now, you know, I'm guessing they still stayed in, uh, it, like, like in, in that New York state of mind because they go from the Giants to the Jets. And the poor Jets, I mean, look, they were riding high on the whole 9-11 thing, Monday Night Football, we're the best defense, yada, yada, yada. Look, the Cowboys are just going to destroy the Jets this year. Uh, in this week, and and it's I think it's going to be a low scoring game again, but I think it's going to be like a twenty to three game or something like uh, twenty four to six, right? Like we might see, uh, you know, like the backup quarterback for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys show up uh, in in the fourth quarter here. Like it's going to be so one sided. I love 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 Dallas. Uh, I love them almost as much as I love the Niners on minus eight. So this is going to be a bit of a different play. It's a lot of points to give up, folks, right? You know, given eight points means the Niners got to win by, you know, a touchdown and a field goal. Same with the Cowboys. But I love both these teams. These, This is the cream of the crop of the NFC with the Eagles. These are the top three teams. One of these three teams will make it to the Super Bowl. And both teams, both the Cowboys and the Niners, came out with a statement. They came out with an, a massive amount of energy, of uh, convincing wins. I expect both to cover easily. And, you know, again, speaking out loud here, I might actually parlay Cowboys in the first half, Niners in the first half, um, when I'm in Vegas sitting at that book just to have some fun with it. Absolutely love both these teams. Then we go to Sunday night football. And um, look, what can we say about my boys, man? Like the Cowboys were legit. Uh, they uh, rode victory. Uh, incredible offense spread around. Tyreek Hill was amazing. Tua was amazing. Uh, spread the ball around, not just to Waddle, but Berrios to like we. Everybody got a ball. Mostart got got a touchdown. You know, so so many tools, so much speed. The Miami Dolphins aren't a football team; they're a freaking track team. Uh, so that being said, on defense, there was a little bit of a concern, but Herbert is a legit quarterback and um you know you're going from herbert to mac jones here uh it is sunday night football in new england it's going to be a prime time sunday night game um so that minus three equates to a pick and game effectively i can tell you a lot of the money is on the patriots here uh but i love my dolphins to cover i think the dolphins are a much much better team i think they're up there with the top afc teams I actually predicted that the Dolphins were going to win the AFC East this 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 year, and with Buffalo losing in week one, in week one, who's our, basically our biggest threat, um, that bet's looking really really solid. So I'm going Dolphins minus three to cover uh, and win win by at least that. You might want to buy down to two and a half if you want. Uh, you know, get that field goal thing. I just don't think it's going to be that close. No way Mac Jones and the New England Patriots score 34 points against the Dolphins. This is going to be a 31 to 20 game, you know, give or take. Love the over, by the way, in this game uh, as a separate bet. Niners and Cowboys. All right. And that's our Sunday late picks. 
uh, and I'll be cheering for my Dolphins in a very comfortable chair somewhere in one of the casinos in Vegas that has an operational betting center. Uh, let's move on to Monday Night Football. So MNF is going to be fun this week. Uh, this is the first week where we have not one, but two games. We have the Carolina Panthers uh, playing against the New Orleans Saints. Now, they're going to be hosting this game. Um, this is one of these bets where you know the Saints look good. Uh, they played great last week. You know, Carr, legitimate quarterback. Uh, Michael Thomas is, is one of these guys I'm really high on with on the Saints side. Uh, but I could tell you that when this Saints team plays at home, they're a very different team than the team that plays on the road. Uh, so I'm going to go Panthers on the money line on this one. I think the Panthers win out, right? Uh, I think that that's going to juice the lineup to about uh, plus 130. I believe the line right now is at minus three. I know someone in the audience can confirm that for me because the line's, the line's been moving a lot this week, actually. Uh, but I really love the Panthers. I think that uh, at, at home, and it's more that I'm fading the Saints uh, that I'm loving the Panthers. And the Panthers are another one of these teams. There's, there's several teams that have these young rookie quarterbacks that all need a couple of weeks to get going, right, to to, to get acclimated. I think the Panthers have, are, are, are a much, much better home team. They'll be able to run the ball against the Saints. And uh, we're going to ML the the, uh, the Panthers to start the first leg. The second leg, and there, thank you very much, Henry. Current line is uh, minus three. So New Orleans is minus three road favorites against the Panthers. Uh, so, yeah, I think we, we take the Panthers. I think... The money line will get us about plus 130, give or take. Uh, second leg of the Monday Night Football parlay is the Browns at minus two and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I mean, the Steelers were humbled, right? Like, make no ifs, and or buts. Um, and uh, Henry's telling me the line's now at two. It's good. And this line is going to move between now and Monday for sure as we get the latest um, reports. Man, oh, man, like talk about going from the frying pan into the fire. So you face the San Francisco 49ers uh, who came in there and beat you up like a rag doll. Uh, and then who do you have to face? You got to face the Cleveland Browns, man. Like, look, the Browns D is legit. And then Deshaun Watson, despite all you say about him or think about him and all the massage stuff that he went through and all that, uh, God bless his little soul. Uh, that's all behind him. He is a generational talent. People forget about that, right? Too much talk about the massage rooms, not enough talk about how he can toss that pigskin. Watch Deshaun Watson get better and better and better every single week. Now, Steelers are going to try to recover from this. I expect a close battle in the first half, but I like the, the Browns to cover I like the Browns by about six in this game, actually. So, uh, and again, another low-scoring game. So, for Monday Night Football, two games that I think are going to be relatively low-scoring. So, Panthers money line with the Browns is going to pay, you know, roughly four twenty-five, four fifty, give or take, depending on where you want to go. If you want to be a little bit more conservative and you want to play money line on the Browns and you want to take the the the, the plus three points. You know, you're going to get a two to one, give or take on your parlay that way. You know, bet 100 to win 200 type thing. Uh, not a bad way to play that. I'll leave that entirely up to you. So these are my picks for the week. Uh, I am uh, now going to open it up to 
questions, either questions in the chat or questions in the knocker room. So here's our first guest joining us. I'll put that up there in one second. Uh, and just want to remind you as I bring everybody up there, the show is brought to you by Performance Golf, performancegolf.com. Uh, by the way, Hank Haney has a great lesson, the, the one-shot slice fix. Check it out on Performance Golf. Fabulous, fabulous tool. And here we have, so are we talking to Henry or are we talking to Dr. PPR here? Who do we have here? Well, technically, I'm out of office today. Uh, the doctor's office is closed, but if you have a medical emergency, of course, you can always just dial 911. Right. There you go. All right. Let's get to know. <laughs> let's get to know, buddy. <laughs> so, to Henry. This is Henry Markin. All right, Henry. Uh, so welcome to the show. Uh, first question is, did you listen to Pepe last week? And did you play my bets? And did you cash it out? And take that special little someone out to a nice dinner with a glass of wine. You know, the I can't answer the last part of that question. It was just me indulging on beers paid for by the house. Uh, thank you, Joe. Your your calls were just, I mean, on point. You were so right. Um, and I mean, you didn't have to tell me twice about the Niners last week, but the assurance bet of you know put the put the house on the Niners in Pittsburgh was everything I needed oh, to know. It was, it was too easy. It was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there was just, there's a few, there's a few mismatches that, uh, that's just, that line didn't make sense to me. It just yeah, didn't no. like, I like, and, and so sometimes when you see a line like that, you're like, Oh, what am I missing? Did, did mean Joe green take a youth fucking pill or something? And he's going to be playing for the Steelers. You know, do we have the iron curtain back up is Terry Bradshaw, you know, like, uh, did they take his DNA and they spun up a new quarterback? You know, did, did Kenny Pickett all of a sudden, you know, go to, like, some fucking Tom Brady school of quarterbacks? Like, what What was I missing? Um, and it turns out sometimes you can't overthink it, right, Henry? You, ju you just go with, with the obvious bet. I'm going to answer Pete's uh, question. So uh, thanks for the question, Pete. How do I track my bets? For the purposes of, of Pepe's Parlay, I track them on a spreadsheet and then I put them on my, on my show. Um, Henry, who's also the head of our social media team here at No Filter, is going to send out my picks, and uh, he keeps me honest as well. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, making a bigger emphasis when I'm right. And uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we we track them, and I'll, I'm going to track these for the entire season. So uh, look, the the parlay betting is it, by professional bettors is frowned upon, right? Because the odds are typically against you and all that good stuff. But there's nothing sweeter than hitting a two or three team parlay, right? Like I'm not. Don't do a yeah. five-team or six-team parlay or whatever. Um, I do like to do teasers as well, though. Like I, I'm a like on these little two-legged things. Like today, uh, I like the comfort of a teaser, which pays you even money at the end of the day. And you could be wrong about like the Kansas City game was a great example. I thought there's no way KC was going to lose, but teasing them to plus one and a half, we got super lucky there, um, right. and we ended up covering on the teaser. Um, so I like that a lot. But but let's talk about tonight's game. I mean. Mm -hmm. What what are your thoughts on? I, I know you are much more of a an astute um, fantasy football player. Um, you know, as you look at this matchup this this week with with Minnesota playing against uh, the Eagles, like what is it that you like? You know, what do you do? Um, you know, all that good stuff. And then Pete, to answer your question, if you tip me, yes, uh, I will absolutely get the money. Uh, you know, being the co-founder of No Filter and the guy who owns the Stripe account, 
uh, I only not only get to keep my tips, but I keep everybody else's tips because nobody knows how to get them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, if you, if you do do well uh, and you want to tip me, please do that, and I will donate that money to. Uh, there's a couple of great charities, but my daughter is um, is uh, raising money for the uh, ATCP Foundation. Uh, terrible genetic diseases that, that affects young kids and I'll donate that to the ATCP foundation. So, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that, but don't feel any obligation. I'm just doing it to share my love and my, uh, of the game, but, uh, more than anything else, Pete, man, like if you, if you guys bet something and you make money, hit that knock button, come on and tell me that you did right. Like, and, and share the love. Um, and remember we, we got to stay humble, but Henry back to this week, Thursday, you know, what do you think about that line? And what do you think about, you know, like money's been moving towards Minnesota, like like two-point move already. Yep. So I actually love that because you asked me what do I like. I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like Kirk Cousins when the sun goes down. I think the whole deal of the fact that he can't play in prime time is pathetic in the National Football League. If, if you're handicapped on, say, a Thursday night or a Monday night football game for whatever reason at all, uh, that's a problem. And like right out of the gates, like I've never heard of a player that you just fade simply because it's prime time, like her cousins. Now, the obvious things are this: Justin Jefferson is quite possibly the best receiver in the NFL, and it's not close. I yeah. told everybody to draft him before even the best of running backs, and I look at running backs as fantasy cash cows. The thing about Minnesota that I'm not sold on, other than Kirk Cousins, is I really don't think they have a good running game. And that was something that was giving uh, the Eagles trouble last week, as you and I discussed, is New England's got a fantastic running game. At least the schemes going in each week, they, they sort of box people in and play exactly to their strengths. You know, they control right. the possessions and they just run you into the dirt. That's Belichick to a T. I don't look at Madison of Minnesota at any light that I look at any running back in New England. Yeah, but but, but 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 to to be fair, right? Like last week, I mean, if you turned on that that Eagles New England game and you got up off your couch and you got yourself a new beer and you sat back down and you cracked it open, you take a sip, you look up at the store at the score, the Eagles went up sixteen nothing. You know, yeah. like before yeah. you could like notice it. So it wasn't a narrative where New England could even try to run the ball, right? And of course, having Stevenson, DeAndre Stevenson on my fantasy football, I was really pissed off by that. It forced uh, New England to pass the ball. More worrisome to me is not the running game today. Mac Jones was hitting everybody, right? Like he was spreading the ball around. He had 33 pass completions. He had over like 300 yards. Mac fucking Jones against well, the I, Eagles. So what, what do you think Kirk Cousins does with Justin Jefferson, right? And, and to me, it's like, do they need to run the ball successfully? Like, I, I don't think they do, right? Like, that's my, my, that's my big flag. When I look at the Eagles, like, how, how did they let Mac Jones? I mean, look, man, the Patriots came back in that game. Like I they, think we need to give Mac Jones more credit. I think Mac Jones, this is the year. I mean, you know that Bailey Zappi was cut before the season even started. And, and Belichick made it very clear this is the guy. Mac Jones is an accurate passer. And, I, I you know, the, he got the stigma that he looks kind of doughy. He was playing with Bama. Like, and he's obviously not very quick. But Mac Jones is accurate. I don't – I've never looked at Kirk Cousins as sort of an accuracy guy. I look at Kirk Cousins as – uh, like a, a phenomenal deep ball thrower and just pure gritty and, and, you know, like it can be clutch if he needs to be, of course, those are 10 AM games for us, right? Never the prime. Yeah. Games. Yeah. So, 
you know? Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying, but I mean, I, you know, I, Kirk Cousins is another guy who doesn't get any respect in this league. And I, and I agree with you. Mac Jones, I remember during the draft when Mac Jones fell, he fell to New England, man. Like yeah. he went, he was supposed to be a top 10 pick and he went to, I think he went 17th overall or something. And he's he's a, what I would call, I use the, the term serviceable, right? Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback. Is he a top 10 quarterback in this league? Yeah, maybe, yeah, like 10, 12, you know, like middle of the pack, right? My point is that the vaunted, the vaunted Philadelphia Eagle defense going up 16-0, like they got their asses kicked the last three quarters. That I'm just putting that out there. I looked at the stats, and they had to throw the rock. They played from behind, and maybe it was because they were retiring Tom Brady's jersey and Brady was in the stands, right? You saw that with Kraft mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sitting next to him, and they were high-fiving each other. But all right, buddy, well, let's, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to that Sunday afternoon game. So we've got the Dallas Cowboys, nine-point favorites, and then you got the Niners who are going to, going to L.A., eight-point favorites, I mean, I know you're a big Niner fan. Give me your take. What do you think? Like, do they cover? Are you concerned about anything at this point? Well, it's not necessarily an away game for the Niners because they're really just going to Levi's South. I mean, that there's the projections of fans attending the game outweigh the Rams fans. It's there's more red there than blue, and it's not (laughs) close. It it won't be close. I, yeah. I'm really not concerned about that game at all. Like road or home, if, if look at it, it's just where the Niners playing. It doesn't matter. Can they cover eight points? I think so. You, said- I mean, you, you bring up a really good point. Was it the NFC match last year where they limited the number of tickets sold oh, to yeah. the Bay Area because they didn't want to have too many 49er fans yeah, at exactly. SoFi, right? So, yeah, you're right. That's gonna, That stadium is going to be red. Um, it's going to – yeah, I, I agree. There's zero home field advantage. Yeah, there's nothing. Um, and no Cooper Cup. You know, who's the, who's that waiver kid? Nakua? Is it my, is that my... Nakua. I said Uka Nakua. Next week, because he's going to get absolutely clamped down this week, but he will be good next week. Um, I think they play—I don't even know who the hell they play—but he'll. But it doesn't matter because he'll. He, not the Niners. Not the Niners, because <laughs> it, it, this the defense that they have right now is so suffocating. It, it's yeah. just so hard to do anything with that pass rush, and you got Hargraves, Kinlaw. Even like nobody even talked about Javon Kinlaw on the tackle last week because he was just—I mean, he was just clogging it up. You can't do anything when you have guys yeah. like. Ham and and Bosa and got Warner the heat seeking missile. Are you kidding me? I mean, he was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I. So by the way, is there a better freaking name than Puka Nakua? Like no, that is not, awesome, not right bro. Now. It is a great. That name. is so good. That is so good. Like you need to do a whole other sequence. Henry did this great sequence on the best college football team names, right? Which went viral, millions of views on TikTok. I was bugging Henry. I said, "You know, you're doing it right." When my my 13 year old daughter says, "Hey, did you see this tweet on No Filter?" But maybe you got to do like the coolest NFL names, and Puka Nakua has got to be number one. I I, I love that. So, uh, so okay. one game that I disagree with you on your slate. I wanted to tell sure. you I love all your picks. I'm, I even like tonight's teaser. Obviously, Minnesota within twelve and a half under fifty five. I love that. I'm with you every single game, and I love the Chiefs play. I'm I'm so with that. There's one game. Yeah. That I, I think you and I see very differently, and it, it is a matter of fact. Your back up the truck game. I am on. The Jets, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I I love this story right now, and I think not only 
This is on the record. Not only do they cover the nine-point deficit, Joe, I think the Jets go to Dallas and win the game. Well, I, look, Henry, I mean, my only the only response to that is what kind of fucking ganji are you smoking down there in SoCal, bro? Like, is it like extra charged up with shit? Because they are <laughs> there's the Jets, the Jets, like I actually you have the tape. The Jets are going to finish last in the AFC East. I called it. I called it. Right? I called it. This is the week of reckoning. Like last week was like the, a gift, right? Fucking Josh Allen throwing two deep passes into coverage, getting INTs when he should have just been happy with the field goal, right? Like no need to rush. They made so many silly mistakes, right? Honestly, that pick three, like or sorry, that pick six, like oh my god, give me like punt return for a touchdown in overtime, like what the fuck, right? Give me a break. And by the way, to, to end the game, they're down sixteen three. Like we talked about this too, right? There's a there's a minute thirty left. If you're Josh Allen, right, and and you got one timeout left, you're down by three. What do you do? Hold my beer. I'm gonna take this puppy into the end zone. No, he gets a freaking field goal, right? Because he got a PPI call actually. So and then you risk it. He they should have won it then and there. They should have won it then and there. Do you know the difference between the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills? The difference is. Dak Prescott, this team went 13 and 4 last year, bro. I don't understand. Everybody looks at one freaking line is the number of interceptions that he threw, right? Dak Prescott, it's something you adjust for. He's not going to do that again. He's not going to throw three picks against the Jets defense. But let's play that out. Let's say he does. Do you actually think they're going to score points against this Dallas Cowboy defense? Did you see what they did to the Giants on the road? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, I look. We could both be wrong. It could be Dallas wins but doesn't cover, you know. But which I guess would make you more right than me. I think they destroy him. No, I I I like the Dallas game better than I like the Niner game, honestly. Uh, And they're close. They're close. That being said, I don't like it as much as Niners minus two and a half in Pittsburgh last week, right? Like I I will I will make that statement. So, uh, but that's cool. So any games we 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 miss, like any any games you like that we didn't talk about, like if we look at the slate. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, I went through it. It's, it's, uh, it didn't take the bookmakers long to get the lines right. You know, um, like, what do you think of the Bears and Tampa Bay? So Tampa had a, you know, a great game last week, better than most people expected. Uh, and they're hosting the Bears. They're two and a half point favorites against the Bears. I mean, I, look, I if I if I had to watch a rerun of Big Brother and this game, it'd be a toss up about what I want to watch there, right? Like it's, you know. Uh, but a- any thoughts there? You know, they're both. I, I feel like both teams surprised people last week. Being Tampa Bay actually won in Chicago for the first time. They they finally get the 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 weight of Green Bay off of their shoulders. Aaron Rodgers goes to New York. It's finally a new day and age in Chicago. And what happens is. There's a new key of the city of Chicago, and it's given to Jordan Love. I I absolutely yeah. was so wrong about Justin Fields last week. I, I don't think I was wrong about him this season. Obviously, he's on my fantasy team in our league, Joe, so I'm yeah. not ready to abandon our boy. But um, I, I think the Bears are – pretty much the same team that they were last year, except now they have DJ Moore. They, their O-line is just miserable. 
But I, I also think yeah. the Vikings, I don't think the Vikings are that good. And and that's kind of what I was alluding to is maybe the Vikings are getting too much credit for having Justin Jefferson and that Kirk Cousins was on a Netflix show. Like the Bucks suck. Bucks are not good. Baker is like, <laughs> Baker best. Mayfield is gonna be Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah, I saw yeah, your clip today too. Serviceable. Um serviceable as at best. Yeah. I, I think I'm going Chicago because the Bucks just won in a fluke. I think Minnesota goes 0-2 after this week. I think Chicago is 1-1. I think Tampa is 1-1. And then ultimately, the Bears will be better off in the weeks to come because Packers may be actually pretty good with Jordan Love. So that actually might not be a horrible loss on their end. And what are your thoughts on the Ravens and the Bengals, which I think is going to be, you know, like a great, great matchup, right? Right. So I don't know if you followed the uh, the TikTok trends of of I, we just talked about your thirteen year old daughter. I found this out via my sister that Joe Burrow just got a haircut, and I guess that was breaking news in the sports world of of females on TikTok because it's uh-huh. absolutely a a hot topic. Joe Burrow gets a haircut. He no longer has the flock of seagulls middle part. He's back to his kind of crew cut military situation, and. People ask him, why'd you get a haircut? He's like, because we played like shit. Interesting. I think Burrow is the typical slow start, gets really hot at the end of the year, and then that's sort of the the deal with him and the Bengals, right? And and it's just, are they going to get hot next week, or is it going to kick into gear week four? I mean, they yeah, the I, 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 I considered them heavily as a bounce-back candidate just along that narrative, like teams that lost last week, right, and and, and mm-hmm. can come back and win and, and – uh, you know, it's it's going to be uh, – and the Ravens, honestly, did everything they possibly could to screw up. Like, like they couldn't hold on to the ball, right? Like, right, right. Um, but, you know, right the, right now the the line is um, – I, I just – it's Bengals are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Ravens. Um, the Ravens don't have D.K. Dobbins, right? So it'll be interesting to see – how they do they haven't signed by the way no fournette no kareem hunt no one's signed up yet right right? which is which is fascinating to me uh but i I actually like that game as a fan i think that's probably going to be one of the better games in the early Mm, slate uh and then the other game that i i I really think is going to be interesting to watch i i'm on the fence with these you know like obviously love is not a a first-year quarterback he he's not a rookie quarterback but he's a first-year quarterback effectively um, I want to see him string a couple together first, right? So the Green Bay-Atlanta game, Atlanta's two-point favorites at home. This is one of these lines where Vegas is saying, fuck, I don't know. Right, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, just go toss a, toss a coin. I mean, Atlanta covers a lot. I like that. Um, you know, they, uh, they've got some talent on that team. Ritter looked good, and I think Ritter's going to get better and better, you know, as the season progresses. But, you know, are you so it's 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 love versus Ritter and, you know, love definitely has the advantage. He looked better. Right. Uh, than Ritter did. Um, but, you know, any thoughts on that game? And, and, and do you believe that, you know, do you, are you leaning one way or another on it? I'm so I'm absolutely leaning Green Bay. Um, and it does at first glance kind of feels like a fuck you game. Like Vegas is like, I don't, you know, as you said, like, I'm not worried about this game. Like the public's going to be the public and pick their favorite games to watch. Whatever happens, happens like the, the hotels are going to pay for themselves. But I I look at, I look at Atlanta as a team that kind of got off the hook week one. We knew that 
Bryce Young and that whole Panthers offense was going to kind of struggle and stub their own toe. And, you know, in many ways, did Atlanta look that impressive against that team? Not really. I, I think much more impressive win was Green Bay going on the road and, and absolutely stunning Chicago. I bet you they're going to carry that momentum to Atlanta. It's not a crazy hard place to play. Um, obviously, yeah, Ritter isn't a rookie, neither is Love, but I Love yeah. just looked way more in control. I actually want to bring up one more point, and this kind of goes back. Maybe this will alter the way you think about the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. I like Green Bay because of the quarterback play, but the uh, in the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, Last week, Baltimore, who also played a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, yeah, as suffocating as their defense may have looked. No, Baltimore, Baltimore had Lamar. Like C.J. C.J. Stroud had 242 yards. Yeah, in his first NFL game, and like I feel like a rookie quarterback in his first game ever on the road in Baltimore, raining. Like I don't see any rookie quarterback reasonably going over 200 yards, and it seems like. Stroud could do almost whatever he wanted. He just struggled to put the ball in the end zone. They yeah. had a lot of, you know, loose ends. And so yeah. I kind of think this Ravens pass defense isn't as good as yours pass. And that doesn't really matter because if you're playing Joe Burrow, who's an elite passer, I, I think, like, I bet you, the, I think the Bengals got the Ravens. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be, uh, so, so first of all, the Ravens are one of the better teams in the AFC. And what I saw was a lot of week one jitters, right, or whatever. Right. Like they needed to – you know they went back and every – like the, all the games are going to be a lot tighter. This looked like, you know, week zero of college football last week. I couldn't believe right, how, many, yeah. how many quarterbacks were dropping snaps. It was insane to me. Stupid passes being thrown. So, um, so – Overall, you know, went like the Ravens did what they had to do in the second half, right? And they won. They ended up winning by nine, which was which was impressive. Uh, they did what they had to do. So there's definitely a tier of haves and have-nots in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. And the X factor, you nailed it, is all these rook, rookie quarterbacks who will get better. So you're looking for signs, like okay, guy goes off first game, passes for 240 yards, still loses because he couldn't get the ball in the end zone. There's nothing harder than scoring a touchdown in the end zone in professional football, right? So you, right, you, right. that that's the difference. Carrying the ball 80 yards to the 10, uh, if you get it at, the, at, at your own 10, is, is is an art in and of itself. So, uh, but yeah, we shall see. I think I think we don't want to overreact to week one. Um, right. We also, uh, we're going to learn, like a lot of these teams are going to get better as we move along. And uh, I actually think that the big, the big games, the, the guys like the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, the Bengals, there's some, there's some really, you know, uh, big bounce back opportunities here. It's the Chargers losing to Miami, right? There's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a play to be had. Even the teams who won, who like Baltimore, are definitely going to want to tighten shit up. Um, the Jets, let's call a spade a spade, got lucky, right? Even though they they lost Aaron Rodgers, they got the W. I mean, you know, that's as much on Josh Allen as it was on on the Jets' defense. If he doesn't make those passes, those INTs don't happen, right? Is really what it boils down to. So, but you know, I'll give the Jets uh, kudos for coming through. They stole one for the home team. They won one for you know uh, for America and for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I think they get brought back down to reality this week. So, 
Uh, Henry, thank you so much for joining me, buddy. I'm going to uh, wrap up with my final thoughts. Uh, make sure you catch Henry and Dr. PPR. He's on No Filter. So which days are you on, Henry? You want to share that with the audience? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I am on live Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at 9 a.m. on nofilter.net or find me anytime you want on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tomorrow, I'm doing a show where I'm constructing a lineup out of waiver wire picks alone for the week. And my challenge is if I could outscore your team, I am legally obligated to see you as, as, as the, your doctor and you have to be my patient and I'm also going to give some of my favorite player props. You do game lines and parlays. I do player props and down to the fantasy guys. Love it. So that's what's up. Thanks for having me, awesome. Joe. Appreciate Thanks it. for joining me, Henry. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Henry mentioned something uh, interesting. Again, through our relationship with Believe, uh, our shows are now going to be available. I'm going to actually upload this uh, into your favorite, whatever you, your favorite podcast platform is. We cover them into there's 17 different platforms we upload our shows to now. Um, I personally like Spotify, but if you like to be on Apple, you like to be on iHeartRadio, it's going to be on there, you know, probably by the time opening kickoff happens here for Thursday Night Football. So, uh, special thank you to Performance Golf and to Hank Haney uh, for their amazing uh, slice fixer. Check it out on performancegolf.com. Hank also has a great lesson that you can buy online. And uh, make sure you catch Hank's unfiltered podcasts right here on nofilter.net. Reminder for tonight, we have the Minnesota Vikings on a, in a two-team teaser against the uh, Eagles. Uh, we have two units riding on this one. And uh, make sure you catch the show. We're going to add everything up. We'll tell you how we did week to date. We'll tell you how we're doing season to date. Um, and if you do make money, hit that tip jar, and I will donate the money to the ATCP Foundation. Thanks for joining us here at No Filter. Thanks for joining us at, on, at uh, for Pepe's Parlay. Uh, have fun, bet responsibly, and uh, go Fins.